everyone. Welcome to Fab Skin Hot Bodies with your host, Dr. Jeanette Graff. That's me, Dr. Jeanette Graff. And say hi to my co-host, Joey Camasta. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a fantastic and interesting show. Um, I want to introduce Ann Bratsker. Anne Bratsker has reported on fashion, style, and trends for over 20 years, and she is continuously looking for the big story. She is so enthusiastic, and she is Newsday, Newsday Newsday.com's lead fashion and style reporter, and she's a regular on television and covers New York Fashion Week. And she's interviewed tons of celebrities from Bette Midler, Heidi Klum, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, Eva Longoria, I mean, everybody. And, you know, she's agreed to come and talk to little old me. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Anne. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to talk to little old you. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Graf, you're my skincare guru. I love talking to you at any time that I get the chance. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I'm so I'm so anxious to hear about the topic about cuz you just went through New York Fashion Week. Yes, yes, it was really something. It was really special this year and this season. You know, every Fashion Week is twice a year. It's a biannual event, and it's at the time that all sort of the designers strut their stuff. And, uh, you know, so we get, you know, the reporters, you know, the uh, from the media and bloggers and celebrities, we all get, like, sort of an upfront look at what's expected generally for the next season. So I know what's coming for spring. So what is coming for spring? What does what are designers thinking about right now? Well, that's really interesting because last season uh, was on the heels of the election, and there were, uh, you know, designers overall are a relatively liberal uh, group, and a lot of people supported Hillary. I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, Michael Kors show, you know, there was like a famous singer singing, you know, get happy, vote for Hillary, um, you know, the, the season <laughs> before. And then when we hit Fashion Week, there was a lot of darkness and a lot of worry about women. Um, one of my favorite designers, uh, Prabhul Garang, his finale was all these women wearing like feminist t-shirts, like this is what a feminist look like, stay woke, etc. You know, it was very, it was very, it was very poignant actually. You know, and he actually came out at the end, took his bow, and 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 he was wearing a shirt that said, this is what a feminist looks like. So the cut to this season, and all of a sudden it was like hello yellow. It, yellow was like a main standout color, and yellow is an optimistic color. You know, I, I don't know if you wear it or not, but it is about sunshine and light, and uh, and they seem to be embracing optimism. Really? So even though the election affected the spirit the way it did, this Fashion Week was more optimistic in colors? Yes. Well, we're, yeah, this Fashion Week, I think designers, you know, I think people were you know, very surprised at the results of the election. I, I think that goes without saying. That's an understatement. <laughs> yes, I think it is. I mean, I really, really do. So what, what, you know, people were kind of in shock. I mean, I have to say, you know, shows were dark. They were, you know, women were covered up in, you know, big sweaters. You know, designers were sort of protective. And then this season, I mean, it, it just was, you know, a real change. Now, one of my very good friends said, uh, something about yellow, which was that uh, it's an interesting because uh, it, it's the color on 
in caution. You know, it's a cautious color also. It's right between stop and go. Uh, and uh, so when you think of a stoplight, you know, so he said that maybe, you know, designers are proceeding with caution. But um, in addition to that, you know, brilliant yellow, um, there were, it was like a Crayola box of colors. I mean, it was just incredible. Whereas, you know, I mean, and of course, this was, you know, the spring season. So, you know, of course, it should be lighter. But that wasn't the only thing that sort of, you know, indicated uh, uh, a sort of strength and lightness. Um, there were, uh, I don't know, I don't know if your co-host remembers this. <laughs> but, we'll find uh, out. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you remember the show Dynasty by any chance? Of course, it's coming back on, um, they're doing a remake of it that just aired. Yeah, exactly. But I remember, right. yes, Crystal Carrington okay. and... No, I that, always, that, that, my, yeah. my dream was to be Alexis Colby. Oh, really? <laughs> I I just wore these big shoulder pads. <laughs> I got one of those hats, you know, the cylindrical hats. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just wanted to flit into a room with a cigarette holder and say, Blake, I'll have my house back. <laughs> yes, Dynasty's legendary. Looking awesome. You could pull it off, probably, Dr. Goff. Well, in fact, they're not, I mean, they're back. But but not the original the, cast or anything. No, not, and it's actually not. I'm talking shoulder pads. Actually, there, there is a. So there was sort of a new nod to the structured shoulder, and they weren't, you know, Crystal Carrington. There was. It wasn't like that football padded giant shoulder, but right. they're very strong shoulders that came back, and it's people I love like. That. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's bringing you know strength in women, which they need. Everyone needs right now. I think it's a big statement. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know, there's a lot of swagger to those shoulders, and you know, designers like Tom Ford and uh, Michael Kors, Victoria Beckham, um, uh, you know, sort of brought them back. And actually, um, Gigi Hadid uh, opened um, Prabal uh, Garang's first look, wearing like this red like bold shoulder and it was oh, really right. cool yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was really fun and then against that trend and i'm sorry that i'm blabbing so much but it was no, kind of exciting against that trend there was all this sheer and apparently you know one of my friends is the executive beauty and fashion editor at harper's and she said that she felt that they were uh, sort of liberating uh women there was like you know you could actually see through everything i mean of course this will lead to the you know major underpinning season of all time but it was really fun I mean and I really loved it I love it you said that you made the comment that many designers have left have left New York City and and Paris LA and London is that a result of the election no no I think people New York Fashion Week started a long time ago I can't even remember but I've like covered everyone I'm like a road warrior I'm a weary fashion warrior but I think what happens in fashion is fashion is about what's new and change and I think people got tired of everybody presenting in the same place so first it was you know Bryant Park and it was so much fun you know we were under a tent and that became a problem we've sort of been bounced all around we uh, moved up to Lincoln Center we've been at the pier now it's all downtown. And I think designers, you know, sort of didn't feel like, you know, showing in the same old box, which is like a studio. You know, you guys have probably been to a fashion show. You know, it's just this, like, right. darkened room that has a bunch of rows of chairs. And, uh, you know, I think I think they got tired of it. So, like, this season, like, people were all over the place in town. Uh, and, like, for example, um, Tory Burch showed at the Cooper Hewitt. Um, this brand called Cinco Set showed on top of a hotel, like, on a roof deck. You know, it was just, like, kooky. I never knew where I was going to end up. Right. But some of 
the bigs. Uh, and oh yeah, Ralph Lauren showed at his own garage. Really? Yes. He, yeah. He, yeah. Three. <laughs> I didn't actually go to this show, but it was late, and uh, three, he rented three hundred Uber cars. Uh, he made a tape of his favorite jazz songs, and he took everybody to his fabulous garage where the models walked in the garage, and then he gave everybody dinner. That That's lovely. Nice. That's very different from the last time that you were taken somewhere on a bus. <laughs> Oh God! You have to tell that okay. story. That's my. That's my. Okay. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. I was one of the captives of Kanye West. Oh uh, yes. When he did the show on Roosevelt Island. Island, yeah. Yeah. So we went on a bus. Uh, we drove there. We waited. It was, I think, about ninety-five degrees. Uh, yeah. We waited there. There was no water or anything. We waited, I think, close to two hours for the show to start. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was two hours, I believe. It. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dripping. And then these clothes came out, and it was so poorly executed this time that, like, at one point, a model... I actually have a video of it on Instagram. A model's heel broke off, and she was hobbled, and one (laughs) fabulous gentleman... And I've never seen this happen before at a fashion show, and trust me, I've seen plenty. Got up on the runway, a man... Uh, who was just in the audience and had to help this poor thing off the runway. Well, was it the, was this the season that he hired all these? It was supposed to be real people, not not models. And he like I think that, no, that was when he did Madison Square Garden, and he kept those people there for like hours and hours without feeding them and like and. I don't think they were even getting paid or something. Maybe they were getting paid like $100 or something. Yeah, no, it was both seasons. Yeah, they, it was okay. just it's been a nightmare. All these people were like hoarded and like stuck stuck in a garage. Like it was horrible. Yeah, no, yeah, that, the first season they were all like sort of, they were meant to look like, it was kind of interesting visually. They were meant to look like, I don't know, like, it was just like the masses, you know, like, uh, you know. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was actually visually very, very interesting. They were all under like this billowing, Tent and all of a sudden it was raised and he introduced one of his his new uh, musical yeah uh, cuts and then at this one they had to stand out in that heat wearing like nude colored leotards and yeah. things like that and they were fainting so we were oh sitting out there like with people fainting no water I mean it was incredible and the reviews he got were like just off the rack I mean you just could not believe what people you know, my work is good but some of the most prestigious fashion writers in the world were saying things like this is the worst thing that I have ever seen in my life yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. I mean, I, I had like, and then we, so we left at, I think, one. I didn't get back to the city till six o'clock. Oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine? So Did you have we, other shows uh, to get you that everyone miss? Or well, fortunately, it was, a lot of people missed a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I was fortunate enough that I had planned to, I always know that he'll go late. Now, in fairness to him, and I want to be fair, the, his next show was fine. It was uh, at the pier. It started relatively on time. It ended right. on time. He took a little weird bit of a bow. Uh, he, like, <laughs> ran out. He ran out, actually, and then Kim stood up. Kim Kardashian, his oh, wife, God. stood up and looked, and she was like, oh, and she ran out, and that was that. I mean, there was, but it was decent clothes, very streety. He definitely redeemed himself that time. Oh, so good. let me not be. So I don't want to be that mean. Well, <laughs> after dressing her for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he owes her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, that's some some of those clothes are just like, oh my gosh, they're incredible. Off the charts. Yeah. Now, are you? Did you notice? Are you know? Because most models, are, you know, are, I could put them on a hanger. 
Oh, yeah. And a lot of models that, you know, I was working, I was consulting for one of the agencies at, at one point, and um, the average height was five, nine to six feet. They were like, their their measurements were th- 33, 22, 21, 33, and they had, one of them had a size 8 foot, and I said, how does she stand up? <laughs> uh, I, I, that's an excellent point. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of them, very few Americans, a lot of them from Russia, the Ukraine, and do you notice, is there a difference now because American women are not a size 1? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a huge difference now. But, you know, that was a huge issue. I mean, and I, when I say huge, I mean it was a diminutive issue. Um, you know, I think you guys probably remember that whole heroin chic thing where yes. models were so incredibly skinny. It was like, give that girl a cookie. Kate you know, lost I the mean, waif days in the 90s, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, and then it became a big issue because, you know, there were a lot of young girls who were like kind of starving themselves to death. And, and uh, you know, we all felt that it was just terrible role modeling, you know, for younger women. And uh, so that kind of actually got better. Um, uh, And diversity on the runway is an issue because there was a whole period of time when there weren't any black models on the runway. You know, there were like one, there was one model. And now it's really been mixed up. But what was most interesting about this season is that Every single collection had, in quotes, a plus-size model. Women, uh, the average American woman, I think, is a size 14 now. Yeah. And people like Michael Kors, Prabal Garung, uh, there wasn't a show that I went to that there wasn't a nod to a plus-size. Now, of course, this plus-size would be someone like Ashley Graham, who is, you yeah. know, drop-dead gorgeous. Stunning, yeah. Are they going to carry the collections actually when it comes to ready-to-wear, or are they just going to have the model in the show? Are they actually going to have a 14 at Barney's? They are actually, I don't know about Barney's, but they are, you know, no, they're making the clothes. They're realizing that the people who can buy these are not necessarily zeros. Um, And uh, it's a a really big deal. I mean, and every show had it. I I have to tell you guys about the the funnest (laughs) and the most diverse show ever, which you probably heard about, uh, Christian Siriano. Do you guys know who he is? Yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah, from Project Runway. Yes, well, he's far from that Yes, of course. So his front row was, like, the most star-studded front row in the world, and it included, like, such diversity. You know, it had, like, um, I mean, honestly, there were, there were women who were, you know, over 300 pounds in the front row, but there were Patricia Clarkson, uh, Les- do you know who, who Leslie Jones is? She's yeah, from Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yes. Well, he dressed way, her when no one else would dress her. She, they, that's exactly yeah, right. That was funny. Yeah, she, she was trying looking for a dress for the Emmys, I believe. And she, I don't know if she was nominated or not, but she couldn't. No designer would would have dressed her, and he stepped up. And because he said, "We don't have your size," or you know, it's not the look that we're going for. She wasn't a big enough celebrity, whatever it was. And he like stepped up and said, "I'll, I'll dress you." Exactly, and you know, actually, I think it might have been for the reboot of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, But when I talked to her, first of all, so the front row of his show had everybody. I mean, you you just can't, you can't even. I wish I had all their names in front of me. I'm going to try to find it. But in any case, um, (laughs) Leslie Jones, who I talked to at the show, said that Christian was her savior. Now she is, I I would say she's six feet tall and probably a fourteen or a sixteen. I don't know her size, Uh, but she's, you know, she's not petite. I will say. So she said, he is my savior. He loves color. I love color. He's the only one who addressed me. So there's a famous model named Coco Rocha, whom you know, right? Um, And she walked the runway and (laughs) Leslie Jones, like, totally fangirled her. She She was screaming 
I want that when she when she walked by. There was at one point where she was like sliding off her chair with her hands <laughs> with her hands reaching to Coco, saying, "I love you so much," and she was I mean screaming it. It is the best. I, I, we were so laughing. <laughs> it, it was the best show. No one could contain themselves. I mean, and his his front row was just the most diverse thing. And in his show, I mean, he said, "I want everybody to feel good." So not only did he have men, not only did he have plus size women, he had trans he had you you name it he had it i mean it was the most he's really made a name for himself and he was a pioneer of uh diversity on the runway absolutely that's yeah. excellent. Okay. So fun. Well, that that must have been the best show. I was screaming with laughter. <laughs> well, I just love the whole idea of that diversity. Yeah. And I I love the idea that plus size models are now being included in some of these shows. Yes. Because so many of them, I, the heroin chic look, I'm, they all kind of look dead. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a good look. And it wasn't, a, the thing is, it's not attainable. I mean, you know, I'm sure that people come to you sometimes and they can't get what they need. You know, like they, they say, I want to look, you know, 20 and they're 80, right? You know, and, <laughs> and you can't, you can't, I mean, and these, not very many people are a size zero or two. I mean, I have friends who are, you probably have friends who are, right? Yeah. Are most of your friends? No, no. Okay, so, you know, are yours? <laughs> what was the question? Are, are most of your friends a zero or a two? No, none of them. So, you know, we, we, don't, we don't like people that size. No, we need to eat. <laughs> we tend not no. to socialize with them. <laughs> Be nice. Well, you know, it was interesting. I can't. <laughs> I know, I know it's a problem. <laughs> There's another um, woman um, who you guys probably have heard of named Tracy Reese. Uh, yes. Who's, yeah. She's a fabulous uh, African-American designer. And she has a very, she has a diverse show. And at her show, all the women were standing. It was a presentation, and they were talking about their dreams. And they were all different sizes, so there was sort of a murmur at her show. And people were saying, I want to be strong. I wish there were more clothes for me. I want to learn more. You know, and everybody was saying their own dream, but Whoopi Goldberg was there. She said to me, I, I talked to her for a little while, and she said, you know, I don't know how she knows this word, but she said, Zoftig women used to rule the world. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, and then those skinny bitches took over. Well, the whole, well why, why wouldn't she know that word? With, get, giving yourself the last name Goldberg, you oh, have right. to know that word. <laughs> I remember the first, right. I remember seeing her in her one-woman show on Broadway before anyone knew who she was. Really? Yeah. I said, what a talented, hysterically funny woman. She did all of these accents. She was incredible. Really? Yeah. She was, she's very smart, you know. Oh, she's very smart. She's very nice, but she was very, very happy uh, with the, the, you know, the sort of the diversity that uh, Tracy shows. She said, women all over the world can wear these clothes. And that's right. Well, she was always all about diversity. And she always wore clothing, you know, even you know, in any way. She always wore, had her own look, you know. Whoopi, right? Yeah. Yeah. She always had her own look and, and wore these different types of clothes. You know, she didn't look like your actual view hostess, you know. Yeah, uh, no, I know. She, no, she's, uh, she's uh, you know, I mean, she's not a fashion plate, I don't think. But she's definitely an individual, and I really liked her. She's very smart, you know. Yeah, I like her too. I yeah. just thought uh, that the tone is the tone and fashion were able to express one another and kind of really just like you know whether it's political or whether it's a stance you know against 
powerfulness or whatever it is, you're able to get its message across within fashion. And it just, you know, it's, it goes beyond the clothes. It really just kind of empowers women to feel and be whoever they want to be, which is nice. Yes, that's, that's so well put. And it's Thank so you. true. You know, yeah. we like, this is, you know, it's almost like ammo for women. I mean, in a, in a positive way, you know, and, and fashion, fashion designers, you know, they want to empower. I mean, they definitely want you to feel and look great. And and they they made that point this season, which was so great. Uh, one of the other shows, and I know I'm sort of rolling on about we this, love it. but we love it. Um, one of my favorite moments of the week was sitting at Michael Kors. I'm looking at the beautiful uh, Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts and Catherine Zeta Jones who are in the front row. Are they all sitting and, together? Yes, they were. A little, uh, they're all Australian, right? Or New Zealand? Are, are Where they? are they from? No. It's Naomi Watts. No, no, Nicole Kidman and Naomi are Australian. Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts are Aussies, and New Zealand is Catherine Zeta Jones. I think is Welsh. Is she Welsh? Yes, oh. I think she is. Yeah, she looked good actually. Mm-hmm. But so, so we're sitting there, and I'm looking at these gorgeous girls, and all of a sudden, you hear this voice coming from backstage, and you hear this incredible sitting on the dock of the bay. You know, you hear that song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, coming. There's a pianist and a cello player, and out walks Sarah Bareilles singing that song. And and you saw these, you know, very probably who've seen everything, stars, these three women. Their faces lit up, uh, and she had the most... And and then the models, she sung all of her, you know, I'm not going to write you a love song. You know, she sung all of her hits uh, as models walked by. Was she on stage the whole time or was she just singing backstage no she walked out she was the first runway walk and then she got up there was like a a small uh, platform, like platform on the oh, stage yeah okay, yeah it. it was awesome i mean it was cool. really spectacular but you know what i think i got off the subject because i was telling you like how many like you know different things were going on but then okay so here tommy hilfiger showed in london Tom Brown, Altazora, Lacoste, and Monique Louier, Rodarte, they all went to Paris. Vera Wang has shown in Paris uh, before, and I think mm. she was there this season. So that, it was kind of a bummer, but it's all, you know, people looking for something different. Yeah. I have to ask you a question, fashion question. What's the most important piece of clothing in your wardrobe? What, what do you think it is? I'm just curious. What do I think it is? <laughs> yeah. I want to get both of your guesses. I'm going to say, is it a clothing piece or is it an accessory? Is it clothing? What you're asking clothing? I'd say so. I would say a trench coat. Okay. That's a good, that's very good. Very solid. And, and Dr. Graff. Well, I've seen you, and you're just totally beautifully dressed every time I've seen you. So oh, this is a tough false. one. <laughs> this is this this is a tough one. You definitely are about accessories, but I would say probably your tops. Okay. Well, you, both of you are, have made good guesses, but the <laughs> most important thing in your wardrobe, piece of clothing or piece of whatever, is your bra. Oh. Uh, because that changes everything. The I have silhouette, honey. I have worked with so many women. Um, I'm not. Well, I'm not a stylist. I do style many of my shoots, and I am like you're, I'm like, honey, your bra has a shelf life, and yours <laughs> has reached yours. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's we end up wearing these bras forever because they're comfortable, or these sports bras. And if you see the difference in how a woman looks wearing a great 
bra that really fits her, it changes everything. It makes you thinner. It makes you taller. It makes your clothes fit better, and it makes you look sexier. And 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 we all fall prey. So anybody who's listening to this, throw away your old bras. Here's a question because I have a problem with bras, in the sense that there's two two things that we wear that should never be one size fits all. Your shoes and yeah. your bra because breasts are different size and each shoe is different size. Feet are different right. sizes. But the bras, I've seen so many problems that women have because their bras don't fit properly. Yeah, you have to go get fit. I, You know, I should have pulled some names of places that people go. I mean, I... You know, I have a couple of places on Long Island that I like, um, but you really need someone to fit you yeah. because um, you think that you're a size, you know, women, I mean, I hope this isn't too much. No. But, uh, no, this women, is important. Like, you know, women squeeze their girls into the things that, like, just do not fit. You know, a sports bra is so necessary, but, you know, sometimes they're, like, basically cut off your circulation. Um, and, uh, you know, if a bra is too big, you know, forget it. But the worst is when a bra is too too old because it loses its shape and it loses its ability to hold you up and you know you're just like kind of have like two hammocks there you know right. <laughs> and, and you're swinging honey Uh-oh. <laughs> i also Sorry. tell i also tell women that you know this is too tight you have to get a larger bra you, you know your diameter has to be larger because and they get all sorts of problems and then their shoulders get the straps dig into them so that is really i never thought of it as wardrobe because you know i thought of it as wardrobe is what you're seeing but uh, you're wait at- so you're, you're saying you would have guessed it if i had phrased it differently no i wouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> all right i wouldn't have but before we finish you have to just tell me Spring trends, we're going color, right? Yeah, it's great. That, remember that Crayola box you used the to get when yellow, you were a kid? Yellow, optimistic, yeah. yes. Well, I love color. And bright, brilliant color. You know, a lot of times um, spring is, is really steeped in white, and there was plenty of it. Uh, but there was so much color. So I think, you know, people are hopeful, and they're, they're moving on towards happiness. So I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, I told you about the shoulders, right? Uh, Which I'm happy and, about. Yeah, I mean, but you can't do them like, you know, a linebacker. So Oh, careful. I won't. I, you know, that was then in the 80s. Okay, that, right. was, that was my dream. I, or, <laughs> I wore sequin sweaters also, yes. but, you know, <laughs> I don't well, do I that. Love, I love a little bling. I can't resist bling on anything. So, uh, you know, and there was plenty of it. Uh, one of the other things that I didn't tell you about, and it's really a nice thing for spring, when I tell you that there were flowers, and they weren't just floral prints, they were actually three-dimensional flowers. Seriously, um, wow! So many things. In fact, we gave honorable mention in my my newspaper uh, to uh, Badgley Meshka, who had this, this incredible little dazzling dress with 3D flowers and all different. It looked like a, you could pick them, and it looked like a field of flowers. And they are two of the nicest guys. I I remember meeting them down at HSN when they had a line there. Uh-huh. And they have their little dog. <laughs> yeah, they did. yeah, they have I think they have two dachshunds now. I actually oh. know them quite well. Um we uh have spent a little time together. They are actually Long Islanders. Um they're incredibly dazzling. They're so handsome. They are. And um they have the best taste in houses as well as uh actually they have a furniture line now um, which is quite glitzy With and Ethan lovely. Ethan Allen, right? Uh excuse me. Is it uh, Ethan yeah. Allen? 
Is it? I don't know. Oh, maybe I, they went out of business. Never mind. I don't know who uh, it was. <laughs> now, what is what is the most unflattering fashion that is now going away? Hmm. Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot. Most unflattering. The demise of. I don't know. Low-rise pant. <laughs> oh, you are you reminding me. Yes, I forgot about that. Okay, so here's the deal. I mean, how many of us have put on these low-risers and had, like, you know, I mean, even if you're not heavy, your your blubber, like, runneth over, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, there there's, like, an inch up, and, uh, in fact... Um, so now, right now, the high rise has come back bigger than ever, and one of I, I say it's a trend with benefits uh, because it actually, besides being you know sort of modern, it if it's a well fit high rise pant it, or skirt for that matter, it holds you in a little bit and it gives you a, a shapely booty. So uh, it, it's a it's a welcome I, to me. It's welcome. I could never wear the low rise. Me either. Well, that's fantastic. This Sorry. went so fast. It was so much fun. And you have, you're going to have to come back again because this was amazing. But I want everyone to know, and I'm going to spell your name, A-N-N-E, Bratsker, B-R-A-T-S-K-E-I-R. Look her up on Newsday.com or in Newsday. Uh, or on Instagram. What else, Anne? Where else? Can yeah, I'm. Oh, yes, I'm Annie Brad on Instagram and Twitter. I put a lot of stuff up about dogs because I have a new puppy now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so besides fashion, you'll get you'll get your fashion feed during Fashion Week and times like that. But right now, you're going to see a lot of dogs and a lot of sunrises. <laughs> oh, you have some of the most beautiful pictures. Oh my oh, God! Thanks, thanks so much, Dr. Graff. Well, thank you so much for. For coming on the show and I really appreciate it. I hope to see you soon. Um, you will and thank you both so much. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. And live out loud.